Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. You know, you can hear a lot about the experience of certain conditions, but there's nothing like hearing about a firsthand experience. Doctors can tell you a lot about a particular subject, like an infection, like coronavirus, but Honestly, if you hear from someone who's had the infection, then you really can tell what it's like. Today, I'm joined by two fantastic folks who have both experienced coronavirus in the last couple of months, and they're going to tell us about their story, what happened, how they recovered, and what it was like to be in the hospital for one or to be trying to fight this at home for the other one and share with us their tips on how we need to stay safe during this during this significant problem with a pandemic. There is a second wave that we hear is on its way, and now better than ever to hear from those who have experienced it firsthand. So I want to thank both Jerry and Edgar for being on the line with me today. First, I want to hear from you, Jerry. Tell me a little bit about your experience. Now, you know, you and I have known one another for years, and you've worked in healthcare and you were planning a, a trip to take a new job opportunity on the Big Island, and then, boom, something stopped you in your tracks. Tell us tell us what happened. Yeah, so um, I started getting symptoms on the 25th of August, and I thought it was just the flu, which I usually get once a year or so. So the, the flu symptoms for me last about two or three days. So when it came to the fourth day, I knew that it was more than just a regular flu, which is when I got, got a hold of you, Dr. Kozak, and you ordered me the COVID test, which I took on a Friday, and results were positive on Saturday. So I did have the virus, although I did not have the fever or the shortness of breath. I had the cough and the um, loss of taste and smell. That's something you still have right now, isn't it? Yes, I still have that, and from what I understand from the doctors, it's going to take a while before I get both or either of them back. And let me tell you, um, until you lose it, you'll really appreciate what you have. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I just thought to myself, imagine if everything you ate or drank tasted like water, which doesn't seem to have much of a taste. I. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. You mentioned you had flu-like symptoms. You had a cough, but you didn't really have a fever. What are your standard flu-like symptoms? And did you feel any different by that fourth day? No, I, my standard symptoms are the body aches and the, um, the cough. But that's usually the only symptoms that I have. By the fourth day, I would have, been, I would have recovered if it was just the flu. Because as I stated earlier, I have the symptoms for three days, like all the time. So I really know um, what to expect. Yeah? So when that didn't happen, I knew that something else was going on. Now, when you find out you have it, I mean, you've heard all this stuff in the media. People talk about it. They sort of go through the experience a little bit. Uh, but a lot of us are just saying what we've heard other people say. You know, I haven't had coronavirus. I hope I don't get it. But I can't say exactly what that would feel like. So if you had to describe to someone what it felt like when you heard you had it, uh, you kind of knew you were in for a fight. Uh, how was that How was that experience? Well, that was really scary, Dr. Kozak. Because 
when you when I think about it, I thought I was being careful, you know, mask everywhere I go. I don't go out um, in social gatherings. I technically, I really only went to the store and home. And it's been like that since March. So I, on another hand, I don't even know how I got the virus. But when I got it, I was really scared because I, I heard about all the people that were in the hospital and how they have to go on the breathing machines and et cetera. Although I wasn't there yet, you know, I still, after I got diagnosed on a Saturday, I was fine for five days, still no fever or anything like that. On the fifth day is when I was having a hard time breathing that I finally went to the emergency room. So it was very scary for someone that never thought they would get it because they followed all the rules. So that was like, that was really, really hard for me. And when you finally did go to the emergency room, what did they say was the reason why you had to stay in the hospital? Uh, my oxygen level was, um, I wasn't getting enough oxygen at that time. So they told me that I would have to, straight from the emergency room, which was a Wednesday, I went straight in that night. And um, so they put me on the machine and I had oxygen all the six, seven days that I was there, a heart monitor. So they were really watching my um, my oxygen levels, yeah. Although I still did not have a fever or I didn't have any, like, chest pain. It was just my oxygen that was low. Well, and that's one of the unique things about this infection that we're finding is that people are coming in. And the normal oxygen level for most people is about, you know, they say about 95% to 100 on this particular gadget called a pulse oximeter. And, you know, a lot of times people will feel it if their levels go down in the, you know, 90, 91, 92. Some people are presenting to the hospital with a level in the 80s, and they don't feel it. They don't know it. They just know they don't feel well. So that's one of the reasons why people get put into the hospital. Now, you had a lot of fatigue that happened as a result of that. It's sort of, I remember speaking to you in the hospital and you're like, I just feel so tired, but I keep getting up and trying to even walk to the bathroom or sort of walk in my room so that I don't lose that ability because, you know, I just feel so tired, even with the slightest kind of movement. Right. So, um, I don't know. I, I found out later that that was one of the symptoms as well, the fatigue. But what I tried to do was make myself um, stronger by doing what I could in my room. Because, you know, you're, you're stuck in your room all by yourself. Yeah, you the can't leave. That's a problem. In, yeah. yeah. The only people that come in is a nursing staff, your doctor, your um, infectious disease doctor, and no family, nobody, you know. So I, was, I had to do something for my, not only for my body, but for my mind. I had to keep my mind active, you know, so that I wouldn't be dwelling on, like, oh, what's going to happen, you know, every day I'm still here, you know, and all of that. So I had to do that for myself, yeah. Are you still experiencing some of that fatigue now? Yes, I, I actually, I still am. Um, at least twice a day I have to stop, and then I even take a nap in the daytime, not when I never used to before. Yeah, you so were never a big sleeper. That's a, a big change. Yeah, even up to yesterday, it's still the same. And they tell me it's going to be a while for me to get over that as well, yeah. That is something that we're hearing is that for some folks, they don't get their energy back. And that's just unfortunately a consequence of being exposed to the virus and not necessarily having that quick recovery. You know, that's another aspect that you mentioned earlier. You don't taste or smell. And so it makes your dietary intake a little limited. 
And that only adds to people not having as much energy to get up, get around and do a whole lot of things. So that becomes one of the concerns that we see folks experience. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Jerry and we're going to hear about Edgar's story about what was the experience for him getting coronavirus. And as a nurse who's used to dealing with illness and significant problems with people in the hospital, What's it like when you're the patient? A whole different story, I'm certain. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Shamanad University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I have on the line two of my favorite patients who have unfortunately experienced coronavirus firsthand. We just heard the story from Jerry. She doesn't quite even know how she got exposed, followed all the rules, did everything she was supposed to, didn't even have a fever, but had those flu-like symptoms that didn't go away. And one of those other classic features we're finding out about, that loss of taste and smell. Now I'd like to hear from you, Edgar. You had a different experience with this virus and when you were diagnosed and what it felt like. And how did this whole course transpire for you? Okay. Well, hi, everyone. Uh, Dr. Kosak, my symptoms began uh, two days before I got diagnosed with COVID. Uh, Two days before that, I lost my sense of smell. I was getting ready to go to work in the morning, put a little cologne, and I said, oh, couldn't smell. This is a brand new cologne. So I said, eh, nothing to it. So I just kind of shrugged it off, got to my car, went went to work. Then the following day, I started to feel kind of achy. I said, eh, just overworking because I work two full-time jobs uh, and two emergency room in town. So, eh, it'll get better. Then the, uh, on the 1st of August, that's when I think that symptoms really hits me. About 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I started to develop more body ache, fatigue, chills, and fever. So I asked my wife to take me to the emergency room because I never had this kind of feeling before, as long as I remember. So uh, took me in right away, put me into one little room that Close the door, and if it ain't body, you have the you have fever. You have to check you for the COVID. Waited for at least hour and a half in the room. Doc walk in, and she goes, "You got it. You have the COVID." I just like ah. Oh. Then, thinking back, five days after uh, before I got diagnosed, I took care of a patient that had the COVID, and there were no compromise whatsoever. Followed the rule, the whole PPE. I was well equipped. The hospital gave me everything that I needed to protect myself. But, you know, that's the only way that I think I could have gotten the, the COVID. Uh, two days, three days after that, the symptoms got worse, more body ache. You called me. I, was, I began to cough, but I could feel speaking pretty good without, you know, working too hard. Uh, fevers in between. I've never chewed too much too much Tylenol and Motrin in my life. Then about on the fourth day, I, I began to cough, more runny nose, violent cough, fever, aches, body chills, until on the ninth and 10th day, that was the biggest ordeal that I had to go through. It took so much for me to even walk to the bathroom 
or even brush my teeth. I was breathing on my lips, uh, on my lips, just to get the air in into through my mouth. Um, uh, it, it you could it feels like the air is on your face, but it's not getting into your chest. So even and that had to be scary. Show, yeah, I mean, you're you you're a show. nurse by training, so you know what it's like when people come to the emergency room and. Uh, being the patient is something I think a lot of us aren't very good at. I don't think I would be a very compliant patient. So yeah, I was. But yeah, it just wasn't getting in. I I was in the shower and I was gasping for air, uh, just to take a bath. Uh, I walk out in the shower, breathing at least thirty, forty minutes. My wife looked at me and she goes, "What's wrong?" I said, "I can't breathe. There's not enough air." You grab the pulse oximeter that Jerry, uh, you talk about with Jerry, and I was starting at 88, 87 percent. Uh, I was advised by the physician that you know go to the emergency room when your oxygen drops uh, that low, and to be seen right away. But I was just too afraid. I was just too afraid because I haven't really talked about what's going on with my children, and I, I really need. I wanted them to talk. I wanted to talk to them. Before before it gets worse, so that was my that that was that was what holding me to go back to the emergency room during that whole night and that uh, ten, uh, ninth and tenth day, I couldn't lay back to bed because I was coughing. It feels like I was drowning with my cough. So I sat up uh, for two and a half days, sitting up prone position, electric fan, air condition, just so I could feel like the air is going through me. On the eleventh. 12 days, that's when my fever started breaking. I was so happy. I felt a little better, got a little back of better energy, but I would be still coughing, violent cough, uh, no fever. And when, that's when Department of Health finally released me on the 15th of August because I didn't have fever for the past 48 hours. But my employee health didn't completely release me to go back to work on another seven days after, until the uh, coughing had ceased down and I was able to get myself together to, uh, to do my work again as a nurse. So it was a challenging ordeal. There were a lot of uh, life. Uh, I had to kind of reassess what, what really was important to me during that time. I thought I, could, I, thought I was invincible at one point, but, you know, I was proven I was wrong. Well, and I know that that's a really hard message, particularly for you, because you did try and protect your kids from knowing what was going on. And I remember talking with you, and it was difficult for you to even get out a full sentence without stopping and needing to catch your air and catch your breath. And occasionally I heard some of those coughs, and I went, ooh, that, that is a pretty violent cough. The way you described it is absolutely true. Now, did you feel, you know, sometimes I wonder, and I've had an experience with quite a few other folks now who have had coronavirus where they go, yeah, I might be released from isolation on day 14, but I am not over this yet. I'm still feeling fatigue and tired and not as much energy. And I just feel like I'm still needing some more time to recover. Did, did you feel that as well? Uh, yeah. Um, even now that I'm at work, uh, when I overdo it, I, I get winded. You know it now. And, uh, yeah, and I know it that, you know, I used to work like straight 12 hours without any problem. And then right after the COVID, this, I, I feel that I get winded. 
Uh, now I I try to run, and I could run at least three blocks, no problem, back and forth right at the uh, Salt Lake Boulevard. And now I, I I get really winded. I had to kind of calm down a little bit. So it's a little bit, it's a little frustrating for me uh, coming from to what I could do, and now I can't. But I have to kind of gradually work, get to that point again. Um. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that I have changed. I have cut my hours, and every time there's opportunity to go home at work, I'm the first one to raise my hand just because I just wanted more time for myself and more time for my kids and especially my wife. And just because I didn't spend that much time when I thought I could work and without COVID until the COVID days, you know what? Anybody can do it. I mean, you can have it. Well, and I know you, and you are a workaholic. So for you to say that when they say, who wants to go home, you raise your hand, it's almost one of those, I've got to see it to believe it things. But I, I do know, your wife has told me that that is definitely the case. Yeah. You've really kind of reevaluated things quite a bit. I worked 72 hours a week before. Uh, that's how much I work. I'm a workaholic. And now after COVID, I'm still feeling a little kind of, Wind, uh, winded afterwards. What did your kids say when you finally told them what was going on? Mm, my eldest was, um, she was quiet. Uh, she just looked at me and I said, um, we're going to get through this, right? Daddy? Because, yeah, we'll be fine. I'll be fine. That was my famous word. I'll be okay. Just give me time. My second one is in Washington. So I said, stay there. That uh, just talk to me. I will let you know. But all he asked was, was, make sure you talk to me every day. My youngest was so scared. He, he didn't even want to come next to me at one point. But then my wife had to kind of explain to him. But again, I was more afraid of him getting it than anything else. So, yeah, I made sure that he, I was far away, uh, more than six feet in distance. He had his mask. I had my mask. We had separate living room, and my food would be just served right outside my the door because uh, that's what I told him, because I don't want you to get it, because I don't think my wife would be able to handle it, what I went through. Likewise with my kids. Well, having experienced that yourself, you you know firsthand what it was like and why you would never want anyone else to have to go through that talking with both of you i'll be honest it kind of scares me quite a bit i'm dr kathleen kozak you're listening to the body show when we come back we're going to hear more from jerry and edgar about what are some of the things that they've learned through this experience the hard way and what might they suggest people do differently if they find themselves in similar circumstances we'll be right back Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor, Hawaii Naturopathic Retreat Center. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I've got two of my favorite patients on the line, and I know I'm going to hear from other patients who are like, I wasn't on there. Aren't I your favorite? You all are. Trust me. And we have Jerry and Edgar, who both have unfortunately experienced coronavirus and they're here sharing their story. Now, at the, top of the, at the top of the show, we heard from Jerry, who said she still doesn't know where she got it from, really tried to keep safe, six feet of distance, wearing a mask, just work to home, work to home. 
and is still recovering because, Jerry, you're not a nap kind of person. I mean, I love naps. I would take a nap right now, but that's never been you. In fact, you're not even a good sleeper. And so to hear that you're actually taking naps now is pretty surprising. What uh, what what advice would you give to some other folks if they develop some symptoms and you know, what would you tell them? Is there anything that you would do differently or any advice that you can share or something that you've learned from having had this whole experience? Well, I would say um, for myself, because I know my, my body and myself really well, if you are in that similar situation and you know that it's something that you it's totally out of the realm for you, you should go and get um, medical attention, see your doctor, you know, because that's what it is. they're there for, to help you. And you don't want to wait until it gets worse before you take action. So um, that's what I would recommend to everyone. If you really think that something's going on that's not out of the normal for you, go and see your, your doctor. So like when you realized after three days, I still have symptoms, and normally by now I'm better. So day four comes around, you're like, uh, uh, this isn't working out. Something different is going on. Exactly. That's exactly what I did. Now, you still have some residual side effects. You still have the loss of taste, loss of smell, and sort of the daytime need to take a nap, the fatigue that you're experiencing. Anybody else around you that you know of and your group of friends or family have the infection or have had any similar problems? Nope. Actually, no one. Um, none of my siblings, none of my friends, my coworkers, definitely not because I haven't been to the office since March. So there's no one like around me immediately that has any of these symptoms. And how are how are you doing? Just kind of recovering and getting back to things. Are you still kind of staying home by yourself? Are you getting outside, getting some fresh air? What sort of activities are well, you able to do? Yeah, I'm staying home by myself, but I try to go out at least twice a day for like maybe ten minutes, you know, thirty minutes, just to go out and walk somewhere, be out in the sun and the trade winds because. I've been in this since it's COVID for me. I feel like I've been in quarantine forever, but it's probably been only 30 days, which is still a lot for me to be indoor and not do anything. Yeah, that's definitely not your usual, your usual yeah. style. So I do try to go out, but I just have to say that when I first started going out, I was still afraid to go far because I'm guessing I may have gotten it when I went to the store because that's the only place I went to. So I, I'm a little bit worried to go outside still, like to go far, you know. But I, I'm going to work on it because I know you told me that to Kozak as well that I have to get out. I can't, you know, I just have to. That's what I'm going to do, so. You do. Years ago, a very wise mentor of mine said, everybody should get up, get dressed, and at least go outside, even if it's just to go pick up the mail, when you're not on quarantine, of course, just because that gets you up and gets you moving and gets you interacting and getting some fresh air, so... That's uh, that's definitely something that we recommend that people do. Edgar, you've been through this whole experience yourself and tried to protect your family from it. Has everyone remained so far COVID-free in your household? Uh, yeah. Um, my wife has to get tested twice because uh, she had an exposure at work, plus she was with me, so she got tested twice. So far, she's been negative. Uh, my boy has been Asymptomatic, no problem, and of course the two older ones uh, they're on their own. So so far, yeah, uh, everybody's okay. At work, there were uh, five uh, nurses 
who came down with the COVID. Uh, I think uh, four, four of them had the mild uh, symptoms. Two of us had uh, the more severe, uh, moderate severe. I'm not sure. I think one of our uh, colleagues is still in a hospital right now. Three physicians also did come down with the COVID with symptoms too, uh, where we work. So um, it is out there. It's real. Uh, <laughs> We, we thought we were we, we knew every, we thought we were protected with everything that we followed what CDC followed and everything so just want to let everyone know that it, it is dangerous it, 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 you, you have to you have to um, it, I, I'm just saying it's there it, it can kill well and I got to tell you having known you again for years you're not the type of person that ever complains so for you no, to say I, this this really took you down. That's a huge, a huge change for you. Uh, yeah, it's a big change considering that I've been working for, uh, you know, two full-time jobs, 36 hours, 72 hours a week with, between the two full-time jobs over 10 years right after COVID. It really took me down. And like I said, at night, because uh, during the evening, right about this time, that's when the symptoms seems to become more... Uh, pronounced where my fever gets worse and my coughing gets worse um even now i i feel more a little bit more anxious because it just kind of uh brings back those memory there's time that i couldn't sleep because i was coughing a lot when i had the co uh when i had those uh symptoms so um it brings back a little bit when i start coughing i start worrying like jerry said get a little anxious as much as possible, I try to limit going out. The only uh, trip I make is right work at home, work at home, and when I pick up my son. And uh, I, don't, I just even I don't even go out. I just go to the driveway and pick up some uh, food if I had to. I double mask. I do my six more than six feet distance away, and not to go to crowds. Uh, I it's still, and I still get a little anxious with a lot of crowds around me. I don't know whether I'll get it again, and I really don't want to get it again. Well, so and that is one of the unknowns. That's the biggest anxiety that I had. Absolutely. Yeah. That's something we don't know. We assume that people who have experienced it may have some immunity, so they would not necessarily get it again. But there are cases out there that we've heard about where people have had a second viral illness from it, and maybe they never cleared the initial illness or they got another exposure. So as much as we want to think that it's, hey, you're 100% in the clear, we can't say that. Science has not proven that to be the case yet. Now, I'm curious, if a vaccine comes out, Jerry, Edgar, would you get it? Yes. Edgar's a yes. Yes. <laughs> Jerry's a yes. All right. So we've got, I'm a yes. I haven't even had COVID, but I want to get the virus vaccine. I want a vaccine. I hear you because I think having had it, the two of you really have experienced it firsthand. And that is certainly not an easy, easy thing to go through. Any last words of advice, Jerry or Edgar, about what you might suggest other people do if they want to avoid getting COVID? Jerry? Well, I would say, really, you have to follow the guidelines. I know people are having a hard time with it, but because I've had this um, COVID and I never thought I would, it's so important. I mean, we have to give up things for a little while, but it's not worth making someone else in your family sick 
or having someone else pass away because you didn't follow the basic guidelines. Important to know. Absolutely. Edgar, any last words of advice for the rest of us? Um, Yeah. Uh, Keep yourself healthy. Uh, Keep yourself healthy. Take your vitamins and follow the guidelines. They work. And don't work so hard, Edgar. I'm impressed with you. I'm really happy that you've taken that message to heart. All right, I want to thank both of you for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We will see you next week when we talk more about how to stay healthy right here on The Body Show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then.